Lebanon, co-founder and CEO of Simartech and one of the most influential women in Silicon Valley. Chen, hello. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Gladly. So what are you up to these days, Chen? Visiting Israel. Um, This holiday? It's, I'm trying to do it once a year for a month and a half, so my kids will be um, not very American. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going? Um, I think, okay. I think it's tough for me and my husband because it's a month and a half, but we're doing it for them. So they will know the language, culture, What's grandparents. What's wrong with American? <laughs> Nothing. It's just if I want them at the end of the day, you know, to come to the army, want to live here, maybe we'll come back. I don't know. So they need to be not very American. How long have you been <laughs> living in the United States? Uh, three years. Three years. So were your yeah. kids born there? or No. So I went to school there and then um, worked in New York and then came back for seven years and then came back again and then went back again in uh-huh. 2015 uh, when they were six, six months and a year and a half. Right, right. Uh, and your families are here in the United States? Yeah. They're fam- all here? We're all here. My brother just graduated Stanford and now I'm trying to um, relocate my other brother. So who knows? I'm trying to shift them. <laughs> so like the the family is somewhere in the United States and somewhere in Israel? They're or all in Israel. All Just, in... He went to school. He went to Stanford for a year. Got it. So. Okay. So and... now you're, you're co-founding uh, uh, Similar Tech, right? Yeah. And, and you, that's the relocation that you're talking about? No. So I moved in, I moved to San Francisco in 2015 together with ClickSmob. Mm-hmm. So the company that we founded here in Israel, uh, 2012-13, And then a few years later, I moved there. So basically from 2012-13, I used to fly to San Francisco more than twice a month because all the customers were there. And then eventually in 2015, I relocated my family. So, and then I stayed there. So wait, let me, let me put this in order for a second. Yeah. So like, you, like as I know, yeah. right, you, you're formerly a professional athlete. Yeah. And then you're formally a professional financial expert. And okay. <laughs> then afterwards, you were a, a co-founder in a few uh, startups that were also sold and some of them were very successful right now. So like, like uh, you're like, how old are you? Sorry for that question. No, I know you're I'm not thir- supposed to ask. It's women, okay. But... We're in Israel, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 34, almost 35. Um, yes, I used to be an athlete. It's funny if you tell my husband, he was like, prove it, please. Um, <laughs> really? You don't, you don't do any sports these days? No. It's like I gave up on my sleeping and working out with kids and another one on the way. So, you know, just like, hopefully soon I'll go back to that. But it's, When did you stop? Um, so professionally, I stopped in 2006 when I graduated from Brandeis, and then I started to be an investment banker, Lehman Brothers. And when you say professionally, what do you mean? So I, I got a sports scholarship to Brandeis University. That's why I went to Boston. And then I ran track there for 100 hurdles. And, um, and then when I got accepted to Lehman Brothers, um, 
investment banking was, I don't know if it was my dream because I didn't know anything about it. But when you go to like private school and you study econ and business, everyone is like, oh, the top of the top is the Wall Street. I didn't know anything about it, but it's the top of the top. Of the so top. That's what you do. I want to be there. I want to be there. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what I did. So I did my summer internship at Barrister. And then my full time in Lehman Brothers. Were you um, happy there? Um, I really like my summer internship. I hated invest. I I just hated investment banking. Right. Why? I think I was. I think fifty percent because of me, and fifty percent because of the society. The fifty percent because of me. I think I was a rookie. I, I I really just graduated. I didn't know anything. I was very okay. This is what I was taught, and this is what I will do. But it's very men dominated. I felt as if I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know how to explain, but it's like, I cannot think. I cannot think. It's like, I was taught to use this PowerPoint and this Excel and think about this merger and this IPO. And this is how it's getting done. Right. I didn't really understand what I'm doing. I was like Wait. a monkey. So was it because of male domination or was it because no, you're no, a monkey? No, no. I, it's because this is the society. I think this is, at least this is what it was in 2006, seven. I don't know. It's, I, I believe it's the same thing now. You know, you have like three months of training and they teach you how to use Excel and Word without your mouse to, 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 to spend less time. Oh, wow. Like, you're a monkey. <laughs> Yeah, like your output has to be like a machine. Exactly. And this is the format and this is the logo and this is what you do. And it's an amazing school. Don't get me wrong because I believe that... School of efficiency. Yes. And school of like orders and I don't know, or um, American corporate and uh, um, who is leading and who is the manager and how you need to respect them and so on. And... Uh, back then, I didn't think that I'm the only woman in the floor besides the secretaries or whatever. <laughs> but now when I look back, it was main dominated business. Uh, it didn't bother me at that time, I have to say. It but didn't. So that's really interesting, actually, on a different point, though. So you're saying kind of like a monkey, like like uh, on the terms that you're a robot. You had to do exactly what you were told. like, And that bothered you, right? Was yes, it- I did. Because I finished it and I didn't really understand. I didn't feel that I understood it. Right. You right. know, there's people who don't care about that. Like they, they can't, you know, they, they come to work and, you know, they want and something defined. And they make defined. tons of money. And they, they want something defined. Yeah. You know, they have no problem with that box. I admire and the them. the prestige that comes with it. Do you know? I admire them. I don't. No, I don't know. Like, yes, good for them. I can't do that. For me, it's, I wasn't happy. I worked 100 and 120 hours a week. Like I had my, my husband, my boyfriend at that time, he didn't really see me. Like I used to come back at 3, 4 a.m., take a shower, going back to the office at 6 a.m. But basically it prepared me to motherhood. Because I still think that it's <laughs> oh, no. harder to be an investment banker than a mother. Like for me, it wasn't a big deal. Now I guess a lot of moms are going to hate me and this is not the point. But for me, like to be an investment banker, I really didn't sleep. To be a mom, I slept every three hours, right? So for me, it really prepared me to motherhood the first three months. And do you think if uh, you were sort of able to learn the profession more and get good at it? Because I think it probably, it seems to me like it bothered you a little that you weren't the best there. Correct. Uh, that you weren't some sort of a rising star uh, in your landscape. Do you feel like if you were, maybe that would uh, enable you to have passion for what you're doing? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you were lucky in that respect because uh, maybe that Correct. saved you. 
correct? Because then I would have stayed, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Correct. Yeah, I think you touched the point. So how did you, how do you escape this? So um, I finished my uh, two years analyst and, um, and obviously I wanted to do something else. Does it have to be two years or was it just no, it's like saying two enough? years and then you can extend it to one, another year. Yeah, and with then, the contract? Yes, it's like uh, two years analyst and then you can extend it to another year analyst and then there were tons of layoffs, right? Because it was before September 2008. So, and I left June. So three months before it went bankrupt. At the end of the day, everything happened for a reason because they relocated me back to Israel after a year. And I didn't really want to go back because I wanted to get my MBA there, blah, blah, blah. But it was like I was 23, offered me tons of money. And I'm like, mm, of course. <laughs> and um, and like I was lucky because a lot of my foreign friends, they had 30 days to leave the country because when the sponsor for your visa go, goes bankrupt, you have to leave the country in 30 days. <laughs> so it's very like everything happened for a reason. A year before I was relocated and then I finished. So... Um, it ha- like it was maybe they went ending. bankrupt before you because you left yeah, and also Bear Stearns I did the summer internship they also went bankrupt before so oh. I don't know but after that I really wanted to do um, so what what was nice with my position in Lehman Brothers it was an analyst it was the entry level but because it was the Israeli team I wasn't focused on one industry I was focused on the Israeli industry so I could do tech healthcare real estate and it's amazing because usually in investment banking you have the tech group the real estate group and then you focused on one and there I wasn't like I like we focused on everything so it was nice so I really liked real estate but the income producing real estate not the commercial and so what did I you was, like about it Just because it makes sense, it's recurring revenue. It's not you buying, you're selling. Mm. It's actually you building a model behind it and you actually use your brain because it's very, you, it's very tricky, right? Um, What's tricky about it? It's tricky because it's not just financial. It's legal. It's sales. You need to know how to sell. You need to manage the management company. In each, like in Israel, it's different. In America, it's different. You need to list the ground and then you need to deal with the banks. So it's, very, it's not just pure, oh, I'll go and I'll buy and I'll go and I'll sell. So I, I think like it was a while ago, but I, this is what I liked about it. So and, and, and I focused my, so I said, okay, so the next thing I'll do, it will be one industry because I want to know in what, Like I want to focus. focus. And um, that's why I hunt down the CEO. And then what? So I, um, I was in, um, in um, a home's place in Givatayim where all the CEOs and chairmen or whatever um, work out at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> and then I knew him, you know, from the newspaper. And I knew that, that it's income producing real estate. They had shopping malls and it's a publicly traded company in Israel. But I had some background uh, to deal with shareholders and investors. And, and, and then I asked his uh, personal trainer and my personal trainer to introduce us. Who is him? The... Uh, Danny Vaknin. He used to be the CEO of Men of Fame and before that in uh, Phoenix, Ashkot, I think. So you asked the personal trainer to... Introduce me to him. <laughs> okay. And that worked out? Just... Yeah, I told him I just want to introduce myself. Let's have breakfast. And he said yes. And knowing you, that's a, that's a theme. You want to meet someone, somebody, you're going to meet that person. The thing is that I just don't understand why to say no. 
and why to be shy because it will happen anyway so it, if it will not happen like this I will send him it's like I don't I don't say no <laughs> it's a good thing and a bad thing but I don't say no but tell us a bit more about that because a lot of people want to meet people who can uh, help them progress in life but I think if you just come up to someone and say let's have coffee that's almost a waste of their time like you have to have something to offer them otherwise why would they sit down with you because when people ask me to have coffee I say yes so I expect everyone else to do it you know it's a stupid thing to say but that's the truth I'll tell you a funny story a couple of months ago I I was in um, in Palo Alto with my lawyer uh, breakfast and then Sheldon Edelson just came in and I told my lawyer I was like I know that we have a meeting but I'm sorry I'm going to introduce myself so I just went there and he invited me to say did you play the Jewish card yeah I played the one that I went to Brandeis. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although it's very lefty and he's not, so I know. But um, so I just told him, he said, okay, my wife is late. Just like, have a seat. And we just had a talk. And it was really nice. And we talked about my first company and my second and why. And then he asked my business card. And, and it was nice. Like, oh, my God. Did right? you get in he's touch like, with him afterwards? No, I didn't. But it wasn't a point. It was nice to hear his view and yeah. the questions that he asked. And, and he, he was so kind. And he didn't have to do it. But why not to do it, you know? I think it's part of your superpower, though. Because I think uh, something that's special about you is that you really don't take no for an answer. But you charm your way into it. Maybe. I also uh, saw Bruce Jenner, you know, from the Kardashian, that now he's <laughs> Kath. Catherine, right? I don't know. So I, I did my baby moon um, in Malibu. And, and he was an athlete, right? An Olympian. Like, he's my hero. He was my hero. I ran after him. And my husband is, like, filming me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, you're my hero. I ran track in Brandeis. And we and the paparazzi, like, took pictures of us. And, and people thought I'm crazy. But how cool. Like, it's amazing, right? Right. You yeah. like you're a kid and you see on TV and all of a sudden you see your hero. It's like, why not? Like you see your hero, but you also understand that at the end of the day, everyone, everyone is just a person. It's so just a person. if you oh just approach the right in the right vibe and you just really believe you're not yeah. going to hear a no. Yeah. I, I believe that something magical almost happens and the person just is almost hypnotized into just rolling with you. An entrepreneur told me a good sentence. He said, everybody has a hero. And the heroes have their heroes. Yes, so, it's so, so you true. Know, you know, Catherine or, so true. Or is running after, you know, whoever, whoever yeah. he, he desires it's to so, meet. So it's that, so true. So, you know, you have to be empathetic to the person who's looking up to you because you have that yeah. same person. You know, so you took you inspiration from somewhere. A couple of years ago when I interviewed someone uh, in San Francisco and she... For a job? Uh, yes. Uh, and she came to the and she came to the office and she, she was like, oh, my God, you're so simple. You're like... <laughs> I'm like, what am I supposed to be? And she told me, I don't know. I heard about it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is what people think about me. And this is what I think about other people. So it's the same thing. Right. People are like, so. But do you feel like maybe sometimes you're taking the magic out of things? I, I sometimes personally feel that way, that uh, I have such high thoughts of people. And then I meet them. Uh, and there's this childish part of you that's a bit disappointed that it yeah. is just a person. Yes, and so what? Because it's yeah. build-up. It's a, yeah, it's a build-up. It's, it's build and it's, it's not true. true. It's, it, it's almost never true. It's a build-up. You know, it's, it's like in anything, you know. Genghis Khan used to, used to say, you know, send one messenger to tell everybody about the gross and deaths, 
you know, just to get everybody built up before I yeah. get scared. So it, it's, it's, it's the same story. thing also in a relationship. You're going on a date with someone. It's all these uh, yeah. amazing stories. And after a few months, and then, you know, you get used to everything. You have an office true. in the ocean. You get used to the ocean right. in front of you. It's right. We're, we're people. But I sometimes we get used ask to myself that maybe I should just leave some stuff detached. So, just... so a, a really geeky sentence is... Um, either die a hero or see yourself become the villain. So it may be not a villain, but when something becomes too realistic, it becomes a little bit boring. Exactly. That's that's exactly yeah. it, though. Yeah. I sometimes ask myself, maybe I should just... But it happens. It, happens. it, it, it will happen. So it, it will happen and it happens and, and you just need to say, okay, that, that's life. Yeah, move on to the next goal. When, yeah. you, when you went to Holmes Place, but I'm, I, something doesn't work out for me. Like you, you knew in Lehman Brothers that you wanted real estate. You went to work out in your whole place. Did you already know he's working out there? It was like a stocking thing or? No, 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 no. <laughs> I saw him for like six months. I saw him. Like I knew everyone. Like the um, IC, like Chavrat Chashmal CEO, a chairman was there. The SNP CEO was there. Like I knew everyone. And my, I knew, like I knew them. Because you're reading newspapers all the time? Yes. Okay, yeah. so. Like, I used to write, like, I used to read, you know, all the Globes and the Marker. And I don't remember if Kapanist was there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to when working. and um, investment banking we had to every right. morning and yeah that's the game that's yeah the yeah, game. yeah I'm not doing it anymore but yeah I used to so you asked him for a job and what do you say no it wasn't that simple um, I um, she asked him for a towel asked for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> and then I just introduced myself and I said I just want to be your personal assistant but not like in terms of like secretary like personal assistant and he said uh, it's very flattering but I just started a few months ago I don't maybe I need it but I don't know if I need it now but let's be in touch so I just put uh, event um, um, you know I'm on a calendar every two weeks and every two weeks I send him a message and kind of every two weeks or three weeks we had coffee that's amazing. And, and then I, I have to say that I barely looked for another job because I knew that I'm you going to work. You knew that's going to happen. I knew it's going to happen. I laser focused yeah, on I, this. I took newspaper and went to Metzitzim and just read books. That's the and, beach. And even after, yeah, and if, even after like a month or two months, I remember my parents telling me, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Don't worry. Amazing. Wait, so I have a question here. That, this is like super optimistic. So you knew, 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 you knew you were getting this job. Your mindset was, was set on it. Yeah. Question, if it didn't happen, No way. It's no not, way. It's not an option. It's, a, it's not an option. But it, w- w- how, like, if it didn't happen, what would, like, how would you act if it didn't happen? I don't know because it's not an option. <laughs> so yeah. I don't, I, it, I don't know. But I'm sure there's situations no, where I you didn't. thought any time in life. Of, of course. So it didn't really happen. So I had a lot of different options. But in this case, I didn't think that it will not happen. So I didn't even imagine an option. Didn't you have in like this, a, some sort of plan B where you knew? Because in this specific that, case, no. Your strategy here was this is probably the best person I can learn what I want to be best at. So I'm going to find a mentor and I chose him. He's going to be my mentor. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going to be my mentor. Right. And I'm going to learn everything I can from this guy. All But right. didn't you sort of wonder, okay, if he's not going to be with me here, I can go and learn from the second best? Not in this case. Like in other cases that happen in life, yes. In this case, maybe I don't remember. It was 2007 or 8. But did But you smell it on I him? I don't think. <laughs> like, did you know? Like... No, I really liked him. I think he liked me. I think I he's exactly what I needed at that time because I felt as if I need to know business. 
and real estate and if it's real estate amazing because this is what I want to do but I really wanted to see what is like to be CEO like that was my passion at that time I really wanted to see how he goes to a meeting how he signs contracts how he manages employees like I, I really wanted I don't know you don't you don't know no because with his background and he's really nice and he's really nice and smart so everyone that you ask around will say the same is amazing did, did, did he teach you the things that you want to know like because you're not working in real estate right now he taught me everything he okay. kind of taught me everything he taught me how to be a person and I think that after investment banking it was one of my my best lessons he even say hi to the gardener and he even say hi to the doorman those things didn't happen in investment banking not in new york and not in israel because that's your we payoff they and we didn't respect people period and because again, they need to feel separate from the rest maybe. because otherwise what and justifies again it was this? 2007 i don't want to judge i don't know what's going on now maybe now they say hi to the gardener i don't know but he just taught me how to be person first of all i think and he came how, with that before No, but, but she say in, in Lehman Brothers, there was probably a cockiness. It was, it, was, it yeah. was so prestige. I think investment banking, just not just Lehman Brothers, investment banking, like the industry. The industry. The industry. Yeah, the, That's the standard. That's the industry. The brand was very powerful and gave you a feeling of empowerment. You go think about it. You go to Times Square. You have like 50-something floral building. You go, you have to wear a boy's tie, girls, you know, you, you have professional besides Fridays. You go to a meeting, you're an analyst, you sit there, you don't sit in the table. They're very like strict boundaries, very strict boundaries. And all of a sudden, I learned how to be a person again. So he taught you to be a person. What else? How to manage employees without managing employees. How, so tell us a bit about, about that. that. Yeah. So how to cause, how to cause employees to work for you without telling you that you want them to do a b and c how yeah i don't know like i think Come it's on. not something no i think it's not something that i can say it's because a b and c it's because something that i saw i admired him i respected him i didn't want to fail him so i worked for him So that's the feeling that he let me and his employees, and that's why they worked for him, not because they needed to work for him, because they wanted to work for him. So at not, the end of the not day... Not wanting to let him down. Yes. Yes. And, and work your and, ass and off. And being given the freedom to yes, do it your and way. And trust you. And you know, one more thing that now I remember. So investment banking, it's a lot about paying attention to details, which I, I sucked. But anyway, I learned. They cared about, you know, commas and semi-commas and capital letter, the, like all the small, small Very things. Very much like law. But I always knew that I have an associate above me that will correct me. Hmm. With him, sometimes he used to give me like agreements. And I was like, no, I trust you. We're going to send it. I'm like, are you not going to go through this? He's like, no, I trust you. So I went again to my table and read it again because I didn't want to disappoint him. So it's the small things that, oh my God, I did exactly the same with Pixel with my employees. Exactly the same. I knew that it's okay. It's not going to be perfect, but they're going to learn. And it's the small things that he taught me without him knowing that he taught me that. Because those, those are the things that I took from it. So how and long did you work for him? Almost four years, I think, three or four years. And then you just decided... Uh... No, he left and then I left a year after. Oh, you um, stayed after him? Yeah, I stayed after him because it was new management and from 
um, abroad and and then you know it's about time it's like okay now yeah. I'm ready now I'm ready so to ready manage I'm ready I'm ready I didn't know okay it's very tricky to be a COPA or to be like uh, you know either a financial analyst or that you're doing everything of everything now your next step it's kind of hard it's tricky because you're not an expert in marketing you're not an expert in sales you're not a manager you're not an accountant you're not a lawyer so it's tricky. What are you doing next? So it was really tough. It was really tough. I remember sending resumes around and it was tough because I didn't know what I'm business, I'm strategy. I'm, like I didn't know. And then I was approached by four founders eventually and they told me that Wait, they have an hang idea. On. What do you mean? And then you were approached. Like, how did that? Uh, they got my resume. They say from all jobs or something like this. Okay. Like, random. And then they told me about their idea about mobile. I didn't know anything about mobile. And it was it was to take a risk. And this was ClickSmob, yeah, uh, the company which you ended up leading uh, yeah. and being sold. Yeah. So that's what I did for four years. But basically, that's a weird my... situation for you. You, you were, this is the only situation uh, you told me till, till now that you really didn't know what you wanted. Like till correct. now you're, you're really focused. Yeah. Correct. I had the same thing uh, two years ago after we sold ClickSmob for like five months. And how did that so, happen? Like you, you, because I reached my goal. It's like, my goal was to be a CEO until I'm 30. Like since I was 21 or something like this, that was my goal. Cause if, before that I thought to go to Winget and be a, uh, uh, gymnastics in, yeah. instructor or something like this. But uh, from like 21, 23, my goal is like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a CEO when I'm 30. I don't know how, I don't know when, like when I do, but like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but this is what I'm going to do. And I did it. And then I didn't have a new dream. And so, so what, it what took did you me, do? Cause that must've been difficult. So it took me five months to understand that I need a new dream. Cause once I figured out my new dream, I know how, what 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 my next thing will be? I'm not going to share my new dream with you, but I have a new dream uh, now. I have yeah. That's what after. What I was started. your dream then? Yeah. So my dream then was to be C, to become a after CEO. That. Oh. So I didn't have because from 30 to 33, I I was a CEO. I I, I reached my dream. So it wasn't to, to sell it was the like company, to it was to company. manage the company. No, it was to manage the company. I didn't know, you know, sometimes ignorance is blessed. When I moved to San Francisco, then I started learning a lot of things that Israelis don't know. Uh, you know, we Israelis think that we know everything. We know the best. We're building the best companies. We don't need help. And it's bullshit. So what's the truth? <laughs> The truth is that we need help. We need to talk to other people. We need to understand how to build uh, build big companies. We're building amazing companies, but we're not building big companies. Right. And it's because we don't want to ask for help or we don't want to ask for an advice or we don't use the right tools because we just don't know. You know, know, I build a company, I build a company without CRM, marketing automation, customer, um, uh, customer communication. And like, it's crazy. But it worked. Until a certain level. To a certain level. Right. Exactly. So when I moved in 2015 and started meeting with other people and I'm like, oh my God, I'm making 20 million. It was like, okay, I'm making 20 million in a month. (laughs) It's like, it wasn't. I'm not that great as I thought. I'm not that talented as I thought. I, oh, I'm like, it changed my perspective. But completely. it sounds very difficult. Yeah, but challenging. 
Yeah. Like how amazing, like you sit with people that actually teach you and actually went through this once. I didn't think that I need help. I didn't think that I need to ask for help. I didn't think that they've been through something similar to me. And to be CEO, it's very lonely. Your employees like look up, like look up to you, but you're alone. Yeah. You are alone. And if you don't have investors and you don't have advisors and actively founders, you are alone. And people forget it. People is like, see, oh my God. You should have a... all the answers. Exactly. And like you need to show confidence, and, and, but you are alone. <laughs> so people forget about it. So I think that um, I just didn't dream. I, like it was to be the company, to do it better, to do it faster. And that's it. But after you sell it and then it's like, okay, what do you do next? It's like, but I don't know what I do next cause, because I don't have a new dream. So, so how do you find the new dream? Yeah. It took me five <laughs> months, which is a lot. But, you know, at first you don't, you don't realize that you need to find your new dream because you say, okay, let's do the next thing. But you don't want, you don't know that you, what's the next thing. So it took me time to realize that I just need a new dream and then I'll know what to do. And I think that the answer for that is just met tons of people, met tons of people with different industries. Um, entrepreneur, How? big companies. Oh, it's not even San Francisco. I'm a friendly press, person, right? Right. <laughs> you just meet people. You go to meetups. You go to organiz different organizations. I'm part of a lot of different organizations now. There and like was people, this intuitive? Like, how did you know to do that? Um, it just happened. It's it's um it's Silicon Valley. It just yeah. happens when you're there, and then you're introduced to one person and one person, and you know, you never. And another thing that Israelis don't realize, but I actually knew it because I lived there before, that nobody, nobody has to help me. Okay, you know Israelis think nobody oh my owns God, you anything. Nobody owns me anything. Israelis most of the time say, like, "Oh my God, you need to help me." Why? Because you're my brother. No, I'm Do not. They? Okay. Yes. Yes. You see tons of entrepreneurs only say, on the basis that they're also from Israel. Yeah. Okay. Or because. Because, right? It's very annoying. But I kind of knew the American culture already, right? I lived there before. Huh. So it wasn't from scratch for me, which was a huge advantage. And you just start to help companies. And then I started to advise some companies in mobile. I knew I didn't want to do mobile anymore, but I knew mobile really well. So I advised for startups. So it helped me a little bit to, you know, to gain your so trust you again. So really and take any time off. No, I had to take time off because I waited for my green card. Okay. <laughs> so I had to. My parents all the time say lucky. <laughs> but um, so I had to take time off a few months. Uh, but in those few months, I met tons of people. I interviewed to big companies, like to be chief something or VP there. Or so you didn't become like a little insecure with all those difficult feelings of actually not knowing everything and not being the big shot that you felt that you were. This didn't really hold you back. It sort of motivated you to be what you want to be. Yes, but other things uh, like demotivated me. Like what? Like, this didn't, it didn't bother me because whenever I'll, whatever I'll do, I'll know. What bothered me is that I was so focused on myself and on mobile industry and on building a company without looking around and building my other networking. In other industries? In other, in other industries. So I'm not going to do the same mistake now. That's why I'm all over the place now. Even though I have a SaaS company, it's amazing. 
but I'm building my own network, my personal network, and also in different industries because it was tough. Because my network was mobile and I didn't want to do mobile anymore. And, you know, it's like it's like a very strict industry. And um, so if I wanted to to start a new company or be a GM or be CEO of a different start company, I, I can do it in a mobile space. But not in a mobile space. Nada. Yeah. Didn't have anything because I was so focused. I think I was really young. I was a young CEO and that was one of my biggest mistakes. But maybe was it though? Didn't you have to be that way? Wasn't there some certain level of focus why? that had to be invested for But that why? to succeed? But why? Because this Because is why Israelis think. Because, sorry? Because this is why Israelis think. I think that this is how we think here. And this is how I thought. But this is not how Silicon Valley thinks. No, it's also, uh, once upon a time, in a different generation, there was expertise. Yeah. Correct. Maybe today, today correct. it's so not maybe expertise. Correct. So and maybe today it's a change. personal brand. But you know, this is something that I tell everyone. I was like, go and speak. And he was like, why should I speak with them? Because you will learn. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think that I need to speak with other people. Right. Because it's not from, it's not for me. Right. Because you I'm, know. Right. So you, you founded now like similar tech? I joined, um, I joined founders that built the platform. So how did that happen? Already. So I was introduced by a friend or offer is the CEO and co-founder of Similar Web. And he said, we have a spin-off company that the founders there are very R&D or very business. And I think it's perfect. They have right. the idea, they have the technology. Now they need to build the business. And, um, In those five, six months, I was in touch with them. You know, it's like second marriage. You need to fall in love in your partners. So for us, they did the DD on me. I did the DD on them. Did you fall in love with them or with the product or both? Everything. I had to fall in love with everything. And it's tough. I was there. They were here. And I flew to Israel to meet with them. Were and they concerned that you're uh, over there? No, I don't think it's a concern. I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, I think it's yeah, an advantage. I, I agree. Think, um, but... I don't know. I we're so, you know, it's not that we're best friends and now I'm going to have drinks with them, but we are the best partners because they're very, now we're two, but we're still in touch with the third, but they're very good in what they're doing. And I'm very good in what I'm doing. So we work really well together. Hopefully the next, next companies or whatever we'll be together too. Yeah. Yeah. So but how come you were three and now you're two? Uh, just because the third one wanted to work in a corporate Just like Not this. an entrepreneur. Yeah. Which is, that's very different to you. Very different. But I used to be like this. But I, it's like, I already had it two years. He didn't. So maybe he, need to he needs to have it for a year or two, eh? uh, two years. And then that's it, you know? It's out of his system. Maybe also it's, uh, sometimes people find it difficult to handle the stress uh, that's very inherent sure. in the startup life. For sure. It's like a for roller sure. coaster. For sure. Real Life Superpowers doesn't do the whole sponsorship thing, but we do like to holler out about awesome stuff uh, we think are cool or great ideas. Uh, this week, we're talking about something really specific. So the people who make shortcuts on keyboards. Awesome idea about the control shift T. So this is really specific, so conscious rate, guys. Let's say I'm opened up a window, okay? And then by accidentally, because of ADHD, you close that window and you're like, shit. Where's that window? How am I going to get that window back? So I obviously can go to my history and bring back that window. But awesome guy at keyboard shortcut, control shift T, and that window is bam, back on the screen. 
So awesome idea. I don't know. Like, you know, it's probably a guy named Brian, but it could be anybody. Great idea. And now I can get those windows back because I'm the ADHD guy who closes them. So the first company that you built was BTC or B2B? No, it's also B2B. It's like B2BC, uh, okay. right? Okay, and now it's, 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 it's B2B. B2B. And I wanted it. It's something I knew what I don't want to do in those five months. I knew that I don't want to do mobile. I know. I knew that I prefer to do SaaS. I, I wanted to work with one like billion companies. Like I wanted to do, um, you know, negotiate with. Google, Facebook, Amazon, PayPal, which and I didn't. You, now we, of course, we're working with everyone. But of course, with, women. Of course. <laughs> no. But, That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So it should, so, so it it should happen. I <laughs> said I wanted, didn't I? Don't offend me. It was like five seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. I actually said that. No, it took me more than I expected. It took me more time than what, I the expected. What, sales cycle? No, to learn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, to learn. Sales cycle, I knew that it will be, um, I knew that it will be longer. What is the sales cycle right now? To I Google think or? it's, uh, it depends on the size of the company, but it's one to three months um, startup to SMB. SMB to enterprise can be three to six, but you know, there are some like nine and 12. Relatively to SaaS, it's fine. I don't think I can handle more than that. <laughs> but um, it's exactly the opposite than EdTech. It's exactly the opposite than a mobile. What sense? You can sign 250K deal in a day. In what? In in, in like mobile, right? Right. right. And it's not like it's, and the, but the margin is very low. And in SaaS, the margins are very high and the sell cycle. So it's, it's very different. It's very different. And I thought, you know, oh my God, I know really well mobile. I'll know really well SaaS in like three months. So it was hard. So what did it take for? No, it took, I think it took me six. I think <laughs> I, I needed to go to a tons of, um, um, uh, meetings, like meetups, meetings and read books. I actually read books. Um, like because that's what not is, something you typically do? Like, what is what? No, I read books um, like cleaning, <laughs> you know, things that I care yeah. about. But I don't think you can learn your industry through books. Right. But what kind I of books had, then? So I had to write, not like famous book, but for example, SDR. Mm. When you read about, when you hear about SDR, not a lot of people know that SDR exists. What SDR, like, what is SDR? I didn't know anything didn't know what is um, inside sales, outside sales, biz dev, SDR. Cold, hot. I didn't know anything. I really didn't. So I had to go to a lot of meetups and talk to tons of people and um, and just taught myself. And I didn't expect, and I didn't, I didn't think that I need to do it. I didn't, like, I didn't think I needed to do it at first. But then I said, okay, if I want to sell, this is what I need to do. Because I think that once I sell, it means that I know my product. And once I sell, my confidence goes up. And when your confidence goes up, you can build a company. And sometimes when you don't sell and you have a lot of failure, thing, like your confidence goes down. And one of the things that drives me up and, and I feel that I'm happy, it's when my confidence is up. So those how this is the thing that this is how I thought about it. So I thought it about it really, you know, realistic. It's like, okay, I'm going, my confidence will be up if I'll sell. How am I going to sell? I'm going to learn how I'm going to sell. How am I going to learn how to sell? I'm going to just learn. <laughs> so that's what I did. 
but it I love took that. me Wait, some. I love that. You, you took a situation right now and you went backwards on the situation. Correct. I did reverse, reverse engineering. Of yes. the, so, so actually, uh, that's one of the things I was taught in 21 when I had my first hero to work, okay. to work for. I, I want to stop on that for a second. So what you said is you had an end goal and then you cut back to it. Yes. What's the difference? Like, to, like to, let's try to try to do this the oppositely. What's the difference from saying, okay, I have to get up and read a book between what's my end game and cutting it back? So I think that I didn't do it with my first company and I only thought about short term. And I only thought about what I need to do now in order to succeed. And, um, and I think I just learned that sometimes you need to understand what you want and to understand, okay, if I want this, what will cause me to be here? I was also in a tricky situation because it's not that I built this company from scratch. Think about it. So I kind of need to learn. It's kind of easier to build a product from scratch. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit more challenging to come on board and learn something. So that, so that was my situation. And now to keep up with the two years that they build the product and now I need to learn it, I didn't have another choice, you know? And, and also after um, leaving a company and so, selling it and moving to a different company and, and to be an expert in mobile and to, you know, I was sitting with people and I was like, I know mobile. And all of a sudden you're selling, but you don't know SaaS. Right. I had to know SaaS. So I had to un like to break down, like to take a paper. I actually did it and say, okay, how do I get to know SaaS? What do I need to do? So I think that this is just the situation that I was in. Very cool. And on the relocation side, like what would your advice be on someone moving overseas right now? So um, on average, on average, I'm meeting um, once, uh, like one entrepreneur every two weeks, either here or there, advising them about relocation. Because I was stupid enough not to ask people and made tons of mistakes. Like what kind? Not to take Airbnb in my first months and rent an empty house and come to the house with two babies, an empty oh, house gosh. and order pizza in on like plastic plate and started crying and sending my husband to Ikea to buy at least beds for the kids. Wow. And on the way, buying Target towels and shampoo, <laughs> like <laughs> stupid things like that. That why didn't I just take an Airbnb for one month, two months, three months and understand where do I want to leave and things like that. And this is one of the best advice that I give it to a lot of people. And after that, they tell, they tell me Thank you. that it's like, oh, my God, it's the best advice. And it sounds like you have a super supportive family, right? Yes. Yeah. Also, my husband is very supportive. Um, what is he doing there? He works at Pioneer. Okay. So uh, almost two years already so we kind of once a quarter he's coming to Israel once a quarter I come to Israel once a year we come with the kids he goes to so we like um uh have a lot of uh, calendar event and uh, about our <laughs> schedule but also my his parents are helping my parents are helping so how can they yes, help from they can't like my parents are yeah my yeah my mom comes for like two months three months um hmm. It helps. It helps. But we're still alone there, yeah. but it helps. And I have to ask the cliche question, like, how do you handle everything that you're doing? It's such a race with two kids and one very much on the way. So I think that to come to a realization that you cannot be perfect in all fields, I, 
Okay, if you would have asked Chen two years ago, I would answer, oh, um, you know, I can do this and I can do that and blah, 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 and come up with an answer. But because you ask me now, I think that I'm more mature to understand and realize that I cannot be the best mom, the best entrepreneur, the best wife, because you cannot. And who says that you can? I don't know. I don't believe in that. But what I can do is to try. So um, I think that choosing to be an entrepreneur gave me the freedom to be a good mom. I think that I relatively am a good mom. I pick them up. I know that from 5 to 8 or 4.30 to 7.30, I'm with the kids. Um, and after that, I can open the computer and and, and and work, and I actually do that. I'm very mad that men cannot do that. I This is a different topic in Israel, what I see here in the society, but whatever. <laughs> um, I think everyone can do it if they want to do it, by the way. Um, and in terms of um, and in terms of business, I think efficiency. I think that it doesn't matter how you don't need to be upset if you don't work your ass off or you don't work like I don't know ten hours a day, but small wins are good for confident. So I learned to think every day or every week or every month about my small wins, <laughs> and then when I have small wins and I can reach them. Okay, good. I reach them. I cannot always do more, right? But still. And um, and good wife, I you need to ask my husband, but <laughs> it's tough. We it's challenging, but uh, we're trying to work it out. And but but it's challenging. I don't think it's very easy, and I don't think you can be perfect in everything. I think maybe the management skills that you acquired, maybe also early on, uh, having a mentor and understanding your management style. Uh, enables you uh, to have more freedom uh, because you can trust the teams that you manage. I think so too. I think so too. And, you know, I had uh, new employees a couple of months ago and he said, oh my God, I still need to get used to it that you're not micromanaging me. <laughs> so, um, but sometimes I trust, but I I give a chance. But if I get disappointed, it's done. Yeah? Yeah. Like what do you do? Like Scorpio. Um <laughs> It just, that's it. I cannot trust again. So you fire them or do yeah, you, yeah, they yeah, get a probably. chance? Yes, I always, uh, I always give second chance. I learned that because I was about to fire someone in ClickSmob and, uh, you know, you need to do a shimua here and here yeah. in Israel. And I actually gave her a chance and she was amazing. So <laughs> it actually happened to me. Everyone, really? Yes, it happened to me. People can change. So because of this, I always give a second chance. I used not to. But you hold a grudge a little and that you're Yes, trustless. it takes time to earn my trust. Yes, definitely. But I can, but but it happened once. So maybe it can happen again, but it only happened once. Like it seems to me like it maybe takes time to genuinely win your trust, but you do give them the benefit of the doubt uh, and, sure. the, and the trust as a given until they break it. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's an important lesson. Um, yep. Yeah. I think that it just worked for me at the in the past. So until it will not work again, I it will sounds give up, like it's but... something that you learned from uh, your mentor. Uh, Maybe back in the days. Yeah, I think so. I didn't even think about it, but yes. So you're 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 you're, you're like you're uh, a big um, uh, feminist. Yeah. Uh, like uh, and... yes and no. 
I have to say yes and no because I'm not going to be yes and no. Yes, because I'm not, oh my God, talk to me like burning bras. Exactly. Or exactly. Or, you know, at the end of the day, I understand that I'm the mother and my husband is the father. And we used to live in San Francisco until recently. It upsets recently. you that they, that, they, that, that in 4.30 they can't uh, get the children out. It, and... it, it, it upsets me that the, the default is that the mom will pick up the kids. Well, or, or, or if the kids are sick in school, the call first mom. call will be the mom. So, yes, it upsets me. This what upsets me. Or like, you know... Why fathers think, oh, so once a week I'll leave work early. Wait, what What do you mean? <laughs> you know, but we will think differently. So it took me some time. So, you know, that's why I said yes and no. Yeah, but, because, but you said you said in Israel that upsets me. What was happening in San Francisco and then? I think that the work-life balance is amazing in what do San you mean? Francisco. Why? So first of all, you you can live early. You have Saturday, Sunday for the family. You um you have paternity leave. My husband has like I think six to eight weeks paternity leave. Not instead of me. In addition to me, and it's not based on California law, right? It's not according to the law. It's the perks that the companies provide. And here, the society, you know, my friend gave birth, and uh, it's not even in his mind to ask his boss to leave early, one day or two days. It's like it's not the norma here. It's true. It's, it's not the normal. You not, know what? It's true, and I find it upsetting too. And it's and it's upsetting. And and I'm not saying okay, it has to be equal. All this field fifty fifty. Give me a break. My husband is an amazing dad. Seriously, is is amazing. But it's not fifty fifty. Even if I I want it to be fifty fifty, but it's just not. It can be fifty five. You know, it could be sixty forty. But it's not fifty. Why? Why? What's what, what's the difference? Like the big difference there? No. It's not just a big difference. But, mother nature. But yeah, it's the mother nature, I think. It's not because he doesn't want to. I don't want. Maybe I don't give it even. You know, it doesn't. It, I right. didn't. I don't ask. Right? Right. You know, it's like it took me time to ask for help from a babysitter or a cleaner. Why? Because I can do it all. Why? Right. Right? And men will ask for help. So it's the. It's not because. But 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 in Silicon Valley, I think it's it, it's different. It's very hard to say it. I'm like, I've, I'm here, what, two weeks, I think? And, oh, my so God, it drives me nuts. It's, it's kind of annoying. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. I have what? to say that it's annoying. In what annoying. sense, though? That they don't live early to pick up the kids. Hmm. Why? I don't think they feel they can. Exactly. I, I, don't, I, I think I don't blame, blame them. I blame their bosses or the society. Or think I, I don't think I blame them because they're afraid to ask. But what if I don't know? It will be maybe we need to I don't know um, to ask for I don't know a law. A specific, I don't know something needs to change. Or maybe it's too early. It was like this to twenty thirty years ago in Silicon Valley, but it's different. I it's very different. Let's hope for exponential progress there. Yeah, yeah we're also late bloomers sometimes in society. But we're also we are only like seventy, you know. Yeah, we're young. Yeah, we're young. So <laughs> definitely. And true. I've heard your team joke around with you, which I found amusing. Uh, that you didn't take much time off after you gave birth both times. Yeah, but this is my decision. I don't know if it's good or not good. It's How just, long did it's you take? It's not good for me. 
I didn't. Um, like a day after, I I worked, but the kid, the baby was with me until like three months. I think he went to meetings with me, or I interview with him and or with her. So they they isn't that incredible. The, the baby should be like he, he knows mobile already. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> very good with numbers. Really he was an amazing manager. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying that it was. It's just it wasn't good for me. I was very upset. I was was really this out of worried. stress? I was really worried that I'll be upset after you know after. Um, was relevance birth. part of the decision? Being scared not to be relevant. Oh no. No. So no. what was it? How, I don't think so. How did so. you not give yourself the time? Because I was afraid that I cannot handle it to be at home and to focus uh, on motherhood. Mm. And and then what? What am I going to do and speak about what? Am I going just Diapers. to feed and, and sleep? And, it's like, and oh my God, when he's sleeping, go to sleep. Really? <laughs> I hate when people say, are you kidding me? Like, who does that? So for me, it wasn't like I understand when people need it. But for me, it's not good. So now maybe I'll take aware. away. Although you're ambivalent because you're also saying maybe it wasn't good for you. For you. Yeah, it just, it wasn't good for me, you know? It wasn't. It, it, that's what I'm saying, that maybe now you I will. Respect. Maybe, maybe. I'll, I'm in San Francisco. I have less employees there. Most of my employees are in Israel. Um, they're very independent. It's different. Um, but again. Maybe you've so, earned it. Yeah, but again, I'll do it like for a few days. A week? I don't think you'll ever just disappear off the map for a while. It's just not and, your nature. And why not? Like, I can be with my... You, you can be with your privilege. Facebook and Instagram. I can be with my emails. Like, I'm, I'm not... I don't think that it's very um, tough, in, in my opinion. But it's special, and I do find it inspiring so long, you know, because I'm looking at you, and it seems... Uh, I, I think you're unsure if it was good in the long run for yourself but it seemed you seem fine and happy I'm fine so I my think... kids are fine right because yeah, after like yeah. a that's month that's the right or two, question yeah. after oh, like, oh yeah. and by the way how are the kids <laughs> yeah, they're, they're amazing and you know after a month or two months I flew to Barcelona I think Barcelona was like MW and everyone told me oh my god what are you oh, everything is good they don't even remember that's annoying I guess it's so annoying like, everyone just mind your own business it's so annoying not everyone I, I met you there I oh didn't my, ask you that yeah. did you know sure everyone knew everyone's like oh my gosh she just it was gave a very birth, big like, rumor two yeah, yeah. Like what, people were being critical yeah she just gave birth no, months ago you, listen it's something to talk about it's a it's a it's a a not normal decision so you know it's something to talk about so the people who who are not empathetic as parents they're they were they were critical. Uh, no they they were saying that's amazing great decision wow she's so passionate and but the other nobody side. asked someone that I knew that his wife gave birth a week before and he What's, was there. What are you doing here? Right. And he was there. That is annoying. Oh, my God. That is annoying. Oh, my God. You know, so this is what I mean about the society. That's true. So, and a week. Okay? Yeah. So, that's... You just do your think, own thing. Exactly. Which is what and you're And never judge. And, you know, I it's learned... So I learned. To yeah, judge. I used to judge all the time before I moved to Brandeis. Oh, yeah? Yes, before I I became a little bit American, I think. And I used to judge all the time. And then when I moved to you Brandeis... You mean that Americans judge? No, that Israelis. Right, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, okay. yeah, before I became a little bit American. So um, so I used to judge, judge a lot. And then when I moved there and I just learned how to expect, accept uh, others, I think I stopped judging. So, Chen, where, where do you see yourself in 10 years? What's... Uh, what's uh... What are you? Wow, 10 years. I don't know in 10 years. I know in like less than 10 years. But hopefully um, 
with more kids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, building and selling companies. I'll leave it broad, but building and selling companies. And is it going to be in the same industry? Because I don't think you can. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. may have found your industry. Yeah. I think so. I think it's going to be in the same industry. But you'll still make sure to always be connected in other industries, just, just in case. Always. I don't think, I think I learned uh, my mistake uh, first time and I'm trying not uh, to do it again. Got it. Well, so, so uh, first of all, thank you very much. Thanks we for really inviting me. really appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to give a few notes here about like uh, when you talked about it, because there's a few interesting things. They tell me if I'm wrong about it. Okay. But um, uh, what am I, first of all, this is not something we learned, but I think it's one of the best things I've heard. Invested banking helps motherhood. Which is it's very so funny. you mothers out there, if you really want to know how to be a mother, you have to be invested in Everything will seem simple. Um, and um, so one of the things is like networking. So you said you're focusing on networking as CEO. You think that networking, not only in your industry, but anything around helps you think, helps you have more connections and keeps your options open. I call it personal network effect. Personal network effect. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Personal ne- so P&A. I guess. Okay. So e, I would say. E, yeah. E, effect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, affect. That's yeah. the name. Okay. And be a person, which yeah. is really important to you. Yeah. So um, uh, that, that's that's a lesson of, of, of likability, which actually helps you empower employees that they want to respect you and work for you, right? Uh, which is another lesson you gave. Find a dream. So having an end goal and cutting back to how to get that end goal. Correct. I think this is a great idea. And uh, small wins build confidence. And confidence means success. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing anything, you have to know enough to feel really confident in the room and you have more, uh, uh, ex- better success rate. You know, it's like when, um, when, when we get dressed and sometimes people think it's ugly, but you're confident enough that you look amazing this day. It's the same thing. Right. <laughs> right. Fair enough. So, th- so th- th- that's a great lesson. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm going to be investment banker to learn how to be a mother. <laughs> and I'm definitely going to take that endgame. Uh, Ryan's a feminist. Uh, and uh, that's it. So thank you very much. And uh, we we'll hope to see you in San Francisco. Yeah. You thank you. This was super visit. inspiring. Thanks. Real life. Superpowers. Technology. It's alive! Real. Live. Superpowers.